come to mama. Need me to top you off there, bud? Uh, I'm not drinking coffee, Storm. Huh? All right. I have two cups. <laughs> Damn, that's good stuff. I don't get it. New coffee maker, executive washroom. Why are they kissing our asses so hard? Well, probably because we're working overtime between the seasons, which doesn't seem to be getting you down. Eh, I like being busy. Plus, time and a half puts me one step closer to retiring. And again, re-retiring. Well, there's something you should know before we start today. Just a few more years of this and I'll have enough money for my own private island. Just the sand, the sea, and the storm. Well, that sounds great, pal. <laughs> but about the changes in Honestly, though, I might go to inviting Vladis to be a part of that little paradise. I don't know. What do you think? Am I moving too fast? Storm, listen. Yeah, too fast. Kip, what's this? Storm, I was trying to warn you. They came in an hour early and put them in. They took my chair. I told them you wouldn't want a new one, but this was a corporate decision. My ass has been molding that chair to perfection for over four years. This thing's right off the factory floor. It's like making love to a mannequin. Well, I'm sorry, pal, but these are the new chairs. I think they're pretty nice. Why don't you give it a shot? Oh, no. I will not dignify this furniture malfeasance with my cheeks. I'm standing. Fire up camera two, because my eyes are up here. The whole show? Really? I can do this all day, Kip. I got my principles and my pride. Going live in five, four, three... Welcome back, adventure fans, to more of the League of Ultimate Questing. My name's Kip Kelligan, and standing here at my side is the one and only Stormclad Thundertongue. That's right, folks. Standing is good for the spine, the legs, blood flow, and helps you ignore all the knives in your back. Uh, maybe we should check in on the Mortal Dawn, who are on the precipice of what has to be a deadly climax as their extra-dimensional voyage comes to a rest. Yes, rest. A well-deserved reward for hard work and commitment. A time-honored tradition that I stand behind. Well, while Storm stands for what he believes in and turns in his chair for a soapbox, let's get eyes on the field as the team takes the plunge into the dreaded XCU space. What dangers await them? Let's find out now! The mortal dawn has had a somber morning, making preparations for the battle to come. Pickens is busying himself, adjusting the accumulator, making minor repairs to the Elman dagger. He constantly whispers to himself as he moves about the small ship, like he's playing scenarios through his mind over and over again. Silvermane sits on the bow of the ship. Her long hair seems to meld with the vessel, and through it communicates. The grim battlefield of XCU space looms ominously in the distance. How long till ready? I was born ready. Oh man, it's good. <laughs> this is like the um, this is like the scripts, right? The, the <laughs> videos and the shows. But I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy Death Save Another Day. <laughs> it's good to laugh before fight. Well, stay with us. You'll laugh during fights too. <laughs> How long till we arrive? When I begin process. That fast? Yes. I nod. Will we have five seconds? Yes. We will get as close as can do in time. We will not land on Argosy, but be close and near. Many XUIs will see us eh, like that, quick to 
try to stop us. Mortal Dawn can fight them. Make sure we reach ship. He points to the shield-shaped devices that are attached to the sides of the ship that Artyom was fiddling with during the dragon fight. Um, and he says, these are uh, grav discs. If you want to get off ship for fight, you can do. Grav disc will move like feet in air. Hmm. Should respond very easy. Made well with Yankee craft. Top notch. <laughs> I do not know what they will throw at us, but Exio Strong, not alive, does not fear dying, for has already done. <sighs> I am nervous, but family hurting right now. Time precious. Already lost much. Uh, Harathax will pull out a few day old at this point, Knoll liver, and, hmm. and I'll do my Harspex ability. Certainly. That's a five. Five. Mm-hmm. And do you want to roll your shield element? I do. Hit me, baby, one more time. That is a five. And that is thunder. Sweet. That could be useful with Chris around. Wait, no. Acid. Yeah, acid. That could be useful with Harthax around. <laughs> <laughs> There's no bad option for some free elemental resistance. Mm-hmm. Silvermane, when I go, you send a message to Captain Udelia. She make preparations for distraction. Githyanki will start fighting as best can, but us tying up Warlord is best for this. He, uh, he draws strength out like mosquito bug. Uh, sucks power from Argosy. No strength to break free. But we... Eh, he's just punching his own hand. Uh, make impact and uh, distract. Maybe he let go long enough to power up and... Pew, gone fast. Argosy, fast. What if we fail? Um, we become Axiu. Would anybody here prefer I killed him before this happens? Hmm. I would. What you've described sounds like living death. Seems right, yes. Uh, perhaps no pain, perhaps only pain. <sighs> would you prefer that we killed you? No. Why not? Pekins will let fate decide. Has worked in past. <laughs> <laughs> Led uh, Pekins to Mortal Dawn and Machinar. Could be good. But, uh... To go out with large light is better than to fade into darkness. We make large light. Mortal Dawn make much light. To say the least. Light and noise. It's our specialty. <laughs> take uh, take Grav Disc if wish and hold on very, very tight. I need to figure out what is going on with Morty because I don't think he's going to be able to navigate on a, a Grav Disc. Strap him with fucking Grav Disc and <laughs> fucking Rocket Dog. <laughs> That would be fucking amazing. Uh, Morty, stay on ship. But if Axiu try to stop Pickens driving, Morty, chomp, chomp. Oh, good. <laughs> he seems to have bonded quite a bit with Morty during this time. And Morty... <laughs> Christ will, since we're going into battle, activate his shard hide. Excellent. And then afterwards, for the first time, activate the onyx bangle for some stone skin. Mm. And what happens is as... Uh, the skin does turn to stone briefly before kind of shattering that pigment and just turning to straight diamonds. Nice. The sorcerer's power kind of takes over. So you're just, just glittering. A diamond walker. Yeah. 
Eyes wide, weapons sharp, spells hot. Here we go. And you vanish. There's no time to hold your breath. There's no closing your eyes. For five seconds, you don't exist. You were simply going fast, and then you weren't real anymore. The moment you exist again, you feel like a speck of dust floating in a void of boulders. There are two behemoth ships before you. You feel like you're close enough to touch them. The one you're facing resembles a galleon without sails, but it's the size of a city. You're used to ships having beautifully adorned figureheads, many times painted in golds and silvers. This entire ship looks like a figurehead. Filigree and gold leaf cover every inch of it. Polished white pillars, riveted silver deck. It's like a giant floating church, but covered in patches with this dark hodgepodge of distorted machinery, like lampreys on the body of a whale. The second ship looms over it, dark and scorched, blocking out the dying planet far behind it, maybe twice the size of the other ship. But while the back half looks like a patchwork war machine of twisted metal and veins of red energy, the front is like the torso of a humanoid with four arms adorned in alien weapons, a gaping maw and hollow eyes burning like the center of a volcano. From its outstretched fingers, long tethers attach in huge hooks embedded into the smaller golden ship, which must be the Argosy. You're moving closer and at a high speed, but there's still a great distance between you and your destination. The dagger is dodging and weaving around oncoming space flotsam and broken chunks of ship. The ride is getting turbulent. Soon we will be attacked. Hold them off. Use the grav disks if you need to. I have to steer. And as if on cue, one of the dark clusters attached to the Argosy open up several latches. Red light pours outward. But it's not enemy vessels that emerge. It's angels. Celestials like those painted on the walls of temples in every city. But their wings are not feathers in gossamer. They are wires and fragments. Sharp shrapnel latched together. What? Their pale, beautiful skin is held in place by medical hooks. And blood and oil lubricate their joints. Their eyes are telescoping lenses that zoom in on the dagger and its crew. There are four of them, and amongst them there is a dark shape, like a shadowy hole in space that follows in their wake. Oh, good. They have a void bound. <laughs> this is going to get annoying. Artex, I changed my mind. Kill me if they get me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's roll initiative. Holy shit. Holy shit. Oh, shit. I'm, I'm uncomfortable right now. <laughs> um, law. In our preparation, I used the Staff of the Witness to cast Sea Invisibility on myself. Cool. So, And everybody has Bless. Don't forget. And, every, and Zach has blessed everyone. An extra D4 on D20 ability checks and attack rolls. Thank you. Uh, oh. Saves. Saves and attacks. Not ability right. checks. It's been a long time since yeah. you fuckers cast Bless. Yep. <laughs> I am boned that it takes me a second level spell slot, but it's worth it. I mean, you could just use a first level and pick somebody to not have it. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a good idea. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Plus, I can always cast second levels at higher levels. So. That's true. And I've got three three thirds and two fourths. Okay. So I should be okay. I have two fourths. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> I get them back on short rests, but I don't think we're getting short rests. Um, well, in the lead up before we did this, would there have been time for Harthax to have cast Death Ward on a couple people and then take an hour rest to get their spell slots back or no? If, if I mean, the answer is, was there time? Yes. Okay. You but guys had a full, full long morning of setting things up. 
Right. Well, I, cause Pickens was like, we'll be there in like a minute. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's not an hour for me to cast it, but right. that's okay. I'll let you pick one. Okay. Uh, Artyom. Okay. Thank yeah. <laughs> so, uh, initiative. I guess if you save me, I can always revivify other people. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, Chris self revivifies. So true. Just once. Just once. All right. What did you get for initiatives? Seven. 14. 21. Modify 22 for Artyom. All right. So as the Elmen Dagger begins to slow down as you approach this field of floating chunks of ship and these mechanical servine angels start swooping towards you with their black hole ally, the first to respond is Artyom. Neat. I didn't think what I was going to do if I go first. <laughs> that was a, a horrible oversight. Um, not cast spells, though. That's for damn sure. Seeing these absolute nightmares, I slowly step to the front of the ship. I pull up my pink brick, mm-hmm. line it up on the mirror of the shield, yeah. and then I fire a shot at the nearest one. Okay. As I do, it catches the light that's glinting off of the shield, and wherever it lands, it's going to take a chakram out. Ah, so a spiritual weapon will be summoned? That's correct. I'm going to cast that at level three. Got it. All right, let's open that up with the attack roll for the crossbow. Here we go. Plus 1d4. Don't forget. Thanks, Zach. <laughs> Not awesome. Super not awesome. That is a four and a three. That's seven plus seven. So 14. All right. The crossbow bolt impacts with what would look like flesh, but is laced over thick metal ingrained armor under their skin. It just bounces off. Then there is an eruption of light as the chakram is summoned. Excellent. Hopefully this one does a little better. Got this. It doesn't. Oh, no. no. (laughs) Uh, That is another 14. Well, their AC hasn't changed just yet, (laughs) but this angel stops in mid-flight as this circling disc of sunlight starts veering around its face, and it's batting it away with a sword that looks similar in energy. (sighs) If you steal one, you can have a radiant sword. There you go. (laughs) That is the end of my turn. Very good. Christ, you're up next. Ovid, are you ready? We've got this, right? Yeah. And with that, uh, I'm going to inspire Arvid. Yay, inspiration. Uh, I'm going to <laughs> um, move up a bit closer mm-hmm. and um, kind of follow Artyom's lead. Uh, but instead of attacking, I'm going to hold Frostbite. And I would like the option to hold a twinned one in case two come at us. Yeah, you can do that. Awesome. Then that's all I'm going to do. You're, you use the sorcery point now. Oh, Okay. But, well, but it does mean the one you have held is twinned. Okay. I mean, it's not like I, I don't really use my sorcery points often anyway. Done deal. Okay. What's the range on Frostbite? Or Frostbite's range is 60 feet. Perfect. Thank you. So, yes, once two come closer. Understood. Yes. All right. That brings us to the XU Angels. They have a very fast fly speed, and they're going to use it. So all four of the angels soar forward in a kind of uniform motion, and all of them land on floating chunks of ship debris nearby. As they move, the weapons they were unsheathing looked less like a blade than it did a line of wires getting pulled out of their body. And as they lift it up like they would a sword, it shifts and the blades begin to whip around and they turn into bows. As they land, they draw back these energy arrows... And with that, Chris claps his hand and unleashes these, like, 
two beautiful helixes of frost that shoot at the two nearest one. Okay. Do you make attack rolls on those? Yes, I do. All right. Let's see those rolls. All right. Uh, that is a 17 plus seven for one. Sorry, that is a 17 plus seven for one. And that's a six plus a seven for the other. So 24, 24 and 13. And 13. Uh, add 1d4 to each of those. Oh, oh, yes, and the bless. So that should be a 17 mm-hmm. and I think a, what, 23? Sounds right. Yeah. So the two bolts fly out, and as one of them soars forward, you feel this creeping negative energy crawl up your spine. You know what it's like to use your bardic inspiration to bolster your allies. You, you understand the sensation. What you feel is the polar opposite of that. There is a, a darkness that was existing in this space before that is now amplified as the Voidborn cutting words your spell attack. Oh. Uh, subtracting two, making it a 15, which misses. Oh, that's brutal. Oh. With the 23 hits? 23 hits. 23 hits. So that one has uh, will take 2d6, I believe, and okay. then have a disadvantage on its attack. All right. That's a total of eight damage, eight cold damage. Got it. So angel number four gets impacted full by your cantrip, and you can hear the sound even from here of these pistons and turbines inside of it gumming up with this ice magic as it lands and staggers. And it starts to break it free as it attempts to fire its bow out at all of you. Each of the angels is going to take two ranged attacks at the Mortal Dawn. And we'll make it easy and just have each angel target a different member. All right. Starting with Arvid, we'll just go around the table. All right. Coming at you with a 16 and a 9. Okay. Uh, one of them hits. All right. I'm guessing it's a 16. Yeah. No, nope, the other way. <laughs> We're going Thaco in this one. Crazy is like four through Spell eight jammer. and then or four through ten. Anything in, in it fluctuates every turn. I just have to guess. <laughs> uh, you take fourteen radiant damage. Okay. Heisenberg's uncertainty AC. No. You can know how much it is or how much you're taking, but not not both at the same time. Correct. Uh, the next one's shooting at Haru. Okay. Those aren't great. Uh, we're looking at a thirteen and a fourteen. Uh, those actually. St- for the first time in the podcast, probably <laughs> both attacks miss Harithak. Wow. God damn. Yeah. My AC is 15. Had to happen someday. Yeah. Like an award or something. Right. <laughs> and Chris, is this what it feels like to be Artyom? Is this the one with disadvantage? The first attack at you will be at disadvantage. Yes. Awesome. Uh, that is a 16. Misses. Okay. And the second attack, which is normal, is an 18. Yes. That one hits. All right. So because you have stone skin active, uh, that means you take five piercing damage and six radiant damage. Whew. Ouch. Okay. It just cuts the piercing right in half. Ah, that's a lot. And last but not least at RTM. I'm going to save my warding flares. Cool. Two arrow shots from the radiant bow. Don't. Uh, that looks like a hit for sure and a miss for sure. <laughs> uh, okay. What's the hit for sure? Uh, 24. Rat bastard. <laughs> Not the best damage I've ever seen. Uh, five piercing and two radiant. Hey, I can take that. God, I really wish I had some kind of resistance to radiant. You know? Does anything happen when you hit get hit by radiant? Uh, nothing specific. It doesn't say anything on there. Okay, I can't remember if radiant absorption, like if you get hit by radiant, then it triggers You it. would assume based on the name, but no. <laughs> I don't remember anymore. No, just just uh, if I'm in sunlight. Cool. Unless you want to change it now and say that if I get hit by radiant, I can no. use this. 
And I'm going to save a very shitty move for the next turn. <laughs> okay. Um, but it looks like the void bound creates kind of a halo of darkness that spreads out from around it. And as it washes over the angels, you see a spark of black energy surge through them and they seem slightly bolstered. Hmm. Next in the initiative is Harathax. Okay. Pickens, does this ship have any weapons? Uh, in your hands. Okay. That's what I was afraid of. Just my cutting wit. <laughs> I'll just start off by tolling the dead, the angel that Chris hit with the frostbite. Okay, that's this one right yeah, here. Yeah, I, I will. I'll target that one with a toll the dead. It needs to make a wisdom save. Okay, that's the one. Twenty-five. Uh, it passes that. Yep. Yep. Believe it, it or not, my spell save DC is uh is less than twenty-five. <laughs> it is indeed an angel. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Anything else on your turn? Uh, as a bonus action, I will cast Shillelagh on my Staff of the Witness. Smart. And say a prayer to whatever God seems most appropriate at the time. <laughs> <laughs> your old God's a long way from here. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, that brings us to Arvid, the boy. Please, Great Roddenberry. Yeah. <laughs> Help me yeah. get through this terrible situation. <laughs> Arvid's going to use his boomerang on the angel nearest to him on his side. Okay. And... Uh, Trusty, musty, boomerang, swing. I love, you know. the, I love the idea you know of using what? a boomerang in space. <laughs> yeah! So cool. <laughs> it's it's even easier for it to come back. Um, <laughs> the other thing is that there will be a, a rage inducement um, <laughs> before the boomerang. It's a... It's it's coming. Here's a swing. And actually, <laughs> let's, let's do a, a reckless attack because I feel reckless. I love everything I'm hearing. Great. That's 26. That definitely hits. Okay. And you get a second attack as the boomerang soars back to your hand, Heck immediately yeah. ready to be thrown again. All right, let's throw that thing. That is also 26. That also hits. Very nice. Nice. Let's see that sweet boomerang damage. I'm going to wreck him. Bam. <laughs> Boomerangel. <laughs> Bangerang. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, so my raging boomerangs have done 31 points of damage if they take it all. Hot damn, that rage what? damage is tasty. What? <clears throat> 31? That's awesome. Fucking Jesus. Standard attack. Standard attack. And that's, yeah. almost stand that's almost like medium damage, 35. I just like the idea of you throwing a boomerang and they just gib as they fucking impacts blood Shh. spraying everywhere. And also the raging boomerang. Number two. And chunks of angel do, in fact, join the floating flotsam of the battlefield as you impact breaking off hunks of metal that are holding it together. And you see blood and oil just leaking out of its joints from the impact. Nasty old angel. That brings us to the top of the initiative, and that's Artyom. Hot dingus. Only the hottest dingus for me. <laughs> <laughs> One fresh dingus. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to, th I probably should have thought of what I was going to do before I got to my turn. You were just so distracted by my raging boomerang. And... It was just so good. It's so good for me. I'm going to level that fucking pink prick again at one of these bastards. All right. Uh, which one's looking the nastiest? That one. I'm going to go ahead and blast that bastard in the nads. Okay. Well, angels are canonically non-genital, but I like uh, what you're doing. Excuse me. I think it's obvious that whatever biomechanical horror they do to this, they strap on bare testicles. <laughs> <laughs> it's truck nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna hoof this fucking angel in its truck nuts. Ab abyssal truck nuts. 
Uh, that is a 14 plus 7, so that is good with a 21. It hits even without the bless. Hey, hot damn. You want the bless? Fuck, I'm, I'm going to forget the bless every single goddamn time. Mm-hmm. And I got a 1d6 plus 4. Not a shitload, but something. It's a 1, baby. Bring that heat. That's <laughs> 5 damage. And it impacts, and it hurts. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ow. It hurts 5 times. Would you like to move it all or hop onto an awesome floating space disc? <laughs> I think I'm going to have to get on one of those hot, sexy space discs. Yeah. And I'm going to go starboard and kind of prevent them from flanking the ship. Cool. And utilizing this device is very strange. Um, experiencing it physically is odd because it literally just catches you as you run under your feet. It's not like a like Jetsons or you literally <laughs> run in space and it just gives you ground to run on. That's so cool. I like that. Fucking Jetsons. (laughs) I had to do the sound effect. That brings us to Chris Grand. And Chris will just shout out to Artyom, go get him, Taiga. And that'll be be the inspiration. I don't know what to say. That works for me. Space Space Tiger. Go. Yes. Go get them, Space Tiger. See you later, Space Tiger. (laughs) Bye, Space Tiger. Hey, no fucking around. You just said it. God damn it. Good content. Um, and let's just do another repeat. Let's twin some frostbites out. Okay. Same two? All right. Yeah, same two. Okay. Roll them attacks. Shit. And they are both blessed? Yes, and I just dropped my blessed die. 18 18 plus plus 4, 22. 22 for the first one? 22 for the first one. And how about that second one? Ooh, that's a lot more. That's a 27. All right. Uh, So the void bound is going to attempt to cutting words the first one. It subtracts six, which makes it a 16, which misses. I hate this thing. All right. But I'm going to use the ring of binding to do two extra damage to the one I do hit. All right. It takes nine total cold damage. And disadvantage on its next attack roll. Yeah. Excellent. Again, this thing's feet are now like stuck to this asteroid of ship that it's resting on top of as you're just covering its body in ice it keeps having to break free over and over again good seems to be weakening and bleeding out on their turn shit's gonna get real hmm. <laughs> you gotta do me like that those two are going to leap off of their floating platform and dive bomb the ship at top speed <gasps> oh shit i didn't get to use my uh weapon the spiritual weapon i'll let you do it at the end of their turn okay thank you so the two that leap down and dive bomb you see their wings unfurl and the blades extend and it seems like they're making one attack as their weapon shifts back into a sword and another with their wing in a follow-through the first two are going to be at harthax maybe they will both miss again no (laughs) so one of them does miss but it's going to use its inspiration from the void bound to roll again okay that's going to be two hits okay i'm willing to bet you I'm, you know, I suspect that you're correct. Do you want separate damage or is it just fine total? Uh, It's fine. Just give me the total. Cool. Uh, 11 damage from the first sword attack. Okay. And then the wing. Uh, another 11. So 22 total. 22 total. Okay. <clears throat> and it pulls back 10 feet away and you go to swing at it, but the way it moves with its metal wings is too fast for your reaction. Their flight speed does not trigger attacks of opportunity. What? Yeah, they mean. (laughs) The other one is going to dive also towards Herathax, and at the last minute, 
swoop under the Elmen dagger and come up in Arvid's face, <gasps> attacking with two wings. It has advantage on both of these because you used reckless attack. Mm-hmm. <coughs> two hits. Uh, 24 total. Combination of slashing and radiant damage, if that matters, but I don't think it does. Oh, you're raging, so it does matter. Oh. Let me add that up for you. straight through? Correct. Let me give you the actual numbers. I forgot you were in rage. So reduce seven from that, so it's in fact 15 damage. These two, the first one jumps over, and as it makes an arc in the air, it's going to take an attack from your spiritual weapon. Perfection. 18. That hits. Cool. No, no, sorry, 17, 17. That also hits. Okay, sorry. <laughs> and damage is 1d... Oh, sorry, 2d8. Correcto. Because I rolled high on that sucker. That is a 13 plus my spellcasting modifier, so that is a 17. 17 damage. God damn, I'm glad I cast that shit. Mm. It's a great spell. It is a good one, especially because it's not concentration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so as this one arcs up and lands next to its frozen ally, it uses one of its feet to like kick at the ice and help break it free. And then those two just open fire on the deck of the ship with their energy bows. Not cool. Uh, the one that you've been icing is taking two shots at Chris Grant. Mm. Is it still disadvantage for its first one? Yes. Uh, so that is a miss from the first attack. Awesome. Second attack is also a miss, but it's going to use its inspiration from the void bound to roll again. I think you got missed three times. Oh, lucky God boy. Damn. Lucky boy. Yeah, your AC is 15. It's more than that, 17. Nice. Yeah, the second one was a 14. Whew. So as these energy arrows of pure light strike against your diamond carapace, they just kind of bounce off in every direction like a disco ball. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> David Bowie up here. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that is a miss on Arvid and a hit on Harith. Naturally. I don't like the eyebrows. 16 piercing damage. I finally rolled good damage. <laughs> They're capable of dealing good damage. They just have not done the best yet. Yeah. Um, and now I'm going to do something that is going to probably be frustrating, but it's specifically a listed ability of the thing. Uh, the Void Bound is going to use its action to cast Bane, and that basically just cancels out Bless. Hmm. No. <laughs> no. We get a save to resist Bane, don't we? Yes. Okay. Cool. So everyone's going to make me a wisdom saving throw. Hey. Which we can use the bless for, Which we right? can use the bless You can use on. the bless for, yeah, ironically. Not good. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Natural 20. Hey. I'm debating whether I want to use my Same. luck inspiration. What? Air high five. Is it wisdom yeah. or charisma to resist Bane? I'm going to say wisdom for this thing. Okay. All of its other abilities are wisdom. That's fair. Wisdom save 14. Not enough. Yeah. Um, I'm going to use my League of Ultimate questing mm. band to re-roll that because I rolled a two ah, and yes. wisdom's like my thing. Mm. The roar of the crowd is cheering in your ears. Oh, damn. Oh, that damn. is a 12 plus four plus one. So 17. It's a good thing you added that one. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so you pass. Um, so that means that just Harithax has lost their bless for the time being. Okay. And is bless gone or do I have the negative D4 from Bane? It's just canceled out. Okay. Got it. That is the angel's turn. You realize now that you have gained the attention of Warlord, the massive, horrible, undead warship. It turns its burning red eyes towards you, and from its mouth, it issues out a beam of horrible red energy, which blasts into the side of the Elmen Dagger. The perfect trajectory it had aiming towards the staunch Argosy 
is now a nosedive, followed by an arc of black smoke. You see this? This is why we're here. We got a hero-ranked team on an interdimensional schooner fighting robot angels trying to infiltrate some cosmic space juggernaut. Put that on a poster. I'll take two. One's going to my bathroom. But as hard as the MDs fight, there's still a long way to go before they break through the first wave and make contact with the Argosy. Can you imagine blinking out of time and space for a five count at that speed? I wonder what it feels like. Well, I would guess that it feels like nothing at all. <sighs> What's the point? breaking the sound barrier in a frictionless void if you don't get to enjoy the G's. I guess that's just the price you pay for taking a sneak attack to the absolute limits. The price I pay for standing on my feet all day is my toes going numb. I'm working up a wicked case of planetary fascism over here. That'll show those bigwigs in corporate not to rob a hard-working butt of its best friend. Are you sure you don't want to just write a letter to corporate asking for your old chair back? And then just take a seat? Can't go home again, Killigan. They killed him. They took it out to the dumpster, and even at top storm speed, I couldn't keep up with the garbage wagon. I hope it finds a good home, with lots of sun, where it can support those in need. And speaking of support, why don't we take a break to check in with this week's sponsors? Stay tuned for more Angelic Chaos! Life can end suddenly. We all have dreams and ambitions we wish to see come to fruition before we pass, but fate can play us a cruel hand and it can all come to an untimely stop. There are countless spirits bound to the mortal realm, frozen in the regret of tasks left unfinished, goals left unmet. But you can help. Donate your mortal vessel to be the puppet controlled by a poor lost soul who just wants to live out their dying dreams so they can pass through the veil and leave this world satisfied. Even just a few hours donated on weekends can change the afterlife for someone whose clock ran out early. Don't be selfish. Let those less fortunate in and embrace the satisfaction of being a kind of flesh glove for the hand with unfinished business from beyond the grave. Contact our necromancy hotline to donate your time to worldly possessions. Give others a ghost of a chance. Hey, all you cuties, just as a heads up, I forgot to post that we were going to be on Rose City Comic Con's online-only convention this Friday, September 11th, at 3 p.m. PST. Please come check it out. We'd love to see you there. Law and I will be talking about all the details that go into making the League of Ultimate Questing, some background story, and what you can do to make a podcast as successful as ours in the most massive quotes possible. If you just can't get enough of our voices, come on down to leftfieldmedia.com forward slash LFO, and you can find more information about it there. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi all you cuties, Zach here, hoping that this Labor Day finds you all loose and jazzy fresh. The finale of this chapter, Doorways and Dimensions, is fast approaching. And that's right, the chapters have names. But do you know another set of names that are incredibly important to us? The names of our legendary teams. And those are the Iron Rhapsody, the Tavern Brawlers, the Moonlight Veil, the Ancestor's Fury, and this week's featured team, the Cultured Cutthroats, with Zan Cam, Jeff Ammons, Jack Phillips, and Isaac Davies. Our Patreon supporters are critical to our growth and motivation to keep this ball rolling. If you want to show your love, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash slapdashstudios. 
There's a big fat stack of bonus content just waiting for you, and those patrons looking for more can find deleted scenes in our Discord channel. I want to keep this one short and sweet, so come check out my stream Monday through Thursday at 6pm PST where I play basically whatever I feel like. Lala and I have also upped our Nuzlocke streams to twice per week, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7.30pm PST. We recently started a couple new social media habits as well. Every Friday we'll be dropping a single serving commercial with logos or animatics and the hashtag FakeAdFriday. We're also getting into the habit of posting from Law's folder of infinite memes. If you've seen a D&D meme on Facebook in the last five, maybe ten years, there's a good chance that Law made it. So follow us on all of our social media for more bonus content. But enough out of me. Let's get you back to the action. Welcome back to League Beefs. The heroes of the LUQ are professional quest specialists. But that doesn't mean they don't totally blow it sometimes. This is your weekly highlight reel of adventuring oopsies and fantastic fumbles when our heroes totally beef it. Proper hygiene can be important for social quests, but when the Mercurial Devils team bard went hard with the lavender soap and Alcarin perfumes, they weren't thinking about the beasts that hunt the dark caverns at night by scent. At least they'll leave a good-smelling corpse. Smell you later. The Keepers of Light know their way around some difficult terrain and arcane magic. But when the team went toe-to-toe with some lizard folk knee-deep in murky water, a lightning bolt meant to thin their ranks ended up being a shocking experience for the whole team. This does not spark joy. Novice-ranked team Midnight Miasma is still a little green, but when the party ranger took a dagger to the thigh, the team healer was quick to deliver a fast dose of cure wounds like a good friend should. Unfortunately, they didn't take the dagger out before the healing magic took hold, and now we're looking at a complicated extraction. I feel you inside me. Join us again next time for more of the fumbles your family loves to see here on the Nexus Enterprise. As the Elmen Dagger begins to plummet downward, you can feel that the gravidisk that you're on is being pulled along with its trajectory, keeping your same distance from the ship as though it's connected to the ship in some way. So you're moving very fast with it. And it basically means the whole battlefield is moving forward as one. Okay. That's a cool okay. mindfuck. Next in the initiative is Harithax. All right. Uh, Harithax is going to, as we're kind of like smoking and, and off trajectory, turn to Pickens and be like, what now? Can you fix it? Pulling up! Fight fast! Okay. Are the two angels that are on the little asteroid to our starboard side, one of them's the one that's like the most heavily injured, right? Very much so. Is it within five feet of the other one, or is there an empty space between them? Yes. With their wingspan, they will be within five feet of each other. Okay. All right. Uh, Harithax will jump on a grav disc and move over there. Okay. And I'm going to green flame blade an angel with my staff, my shillelagh. All right. And I'm Bane Blessed, so those negate each other. Yes. They're completely negated, right? So it's not like they could get rid of Bane and then Bless will still be there. They're just gone. I'm going to give him a roll at the end of his turn to see if it goes away. Okay. okay. All right. Oh. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> 12 to hit. 12 does not hit. No, it would not. Unfortunately. Nope. Uh, you're not blessed. <laughs> yep. Yep. So that's, yep, that's my action. Uh, I've already got Shillelagh on my staff and drinking a potions action, bonus action. Action. It's an action, yeah. So that's that's it. That's all Harithax is doing. Good night, sweet teammates. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you leap onto this grav disc and soar downward towards these angels yep. and your staff impacts between the two and the flame that washes over them just gets it snuffed out. Yep. 
they are not impressed. Yeah, on hit new target within five feet. Yep. Nope. It just does. It just fuck all. And I'm right in front of them now. Yeah. Uh, that makes it Arvid's turn. The one that came and attacked you did not fly away because it used both of its wings to attack. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to hit it then. So Arvid's going to do a swing down with the radiant side and then a little hand maneuver swing back up with the dark side and see Ooh. how it does on them. That's cool. Uh, this is not a reckless attack. This is a regular attack. Understood. We reaped the consequences of recklessness before. <laughs> you still get the D4, though. Oh, yeah. It doesn't hit. But on the upswing, I think it might just hit. That's 17 total, right? 17 is enough to hit. Very nice. <clears throat> so we'll, we'll call that. What did I say the second one was? That was the Negative. Dark side. Mm-hmm. That's a total of four. No, wait. Yeah. So it's a seven on the die. 14 damage. Mm-hmm. And then the D4 from the negative energy. Two onto that. What's your total? Uh, 16. Thank you. All right. You miss horribly with the first one. It actually like sends sparks off as it impacts its metal wing. It uses to parry the first blow, but you surprise it with your speed and bring it back, burying the dark side of the ax into it. It does not seem to respond well to the necrotic energy. Can I throw in a headbutt too? You didn't, button. you already raged, so yeah, absolutely. Sweet! <laughs> so does that, when you said didn't respond well, is that clearly vulnerable or? It looks like it hurt more. Okay. Okay, good to know. Um, Do you want me to make my save for Bane at the end of my turn? I forgot to roll it. Let's do it. Okay. Um, 18. That's enough. Okay. Woo! It's Yay. back. 13 total, so no, no hit. You do impact with its head, but it is the skull of an angel. It's hard. <laughs> Skull of an Angel sounds like a fucking like like heavy country song. <laughs> yeah. 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 Very heavy country song. Does Morty want to do anything? Yeah, Morty's gonna take an attack on that angel, of course. Uh-huh. Just dives right off the fucking boat. <laughs> oh, <Morty>. over. <laughs> he somehow uses his own grav disc. <laughs> I would fucking jump after him, you know oh. it. Will he hit? Yay! If it's zero G, he could just be dog paddling through <laughs> just space. It's <laughs> so cute. So Morty leaps up by your left shoulder and just grabs a chunk of the wires and like little servos in its wings and rips them out. And so one of its wings is now fluttering more awkwardly and Morty's just. He's a fucking good boy. He's also part God. That's right. His bite attacks actually hurt angels. What? (laughs) Which brings us to Artyom. And the angels have now kind of leapt off of their platforms and they're keeping pace with the ship as it soars along. All right, I'm going to hustle up right next to Hardifax, mm-hmm. assuming I can reach. Yeah, you should have just enough speed to get behind him. No, I meant like to the other side of him, like as in oh, to his left. Sure. There we go. I'll get your back. I don't think this is going to work very well, but I wouldn't forgive myself if I didn't try. I hit my shield, it radiates, and like as if vibrations, light comes out and then collects and then explodes, and I hit him with the Radiance of Dawn. Oh, sweet. Uh, that is a range of what? Uh, 30 feet? I think that's going to hit all four. Good. I think so. What? That's awesome. If not, I'll move just one square over because I think <laughs> that's like the closest I would miss. Yeah, it looks like that'll hit all four. <clears throat> and the void thingy too? Yeah. Cool. I mean, it's in the area. Okay. Neat. So they are all going to be rolling their constitution saves. Constitution. I don't know if undead uh, machinery boys have good con, but we'll see. Well, they would have an extra good roll if it was a spell, but this is a class ability, so they just roll normally. Hey! Uh, three fail. Oh, wow. nice. Uh-oh. 
Am I re-rolling ones? Yes. Okay, cool. That is a nine and a five. And my cleric level, which is eight. So that is a good fat total of 22. Woo! 22. All right. Well, one of them is very glad that the ice has finally melted from their body. But they are sad that they get impacted very strong with this radiant energy. Um, And you can see it like burning the oil and blood away from their joints. And it's like getting baked alive. Its pale skin is now tightening as the leather cures of its flesh. And that angel looks like it's on its last legs. The other ones are all very injured as steam rises off of them. That's real cool. Yeah. (laughs) And then as the radiance of dawn passes through the void bound, you think it might have some reaction. But what remains is exactly as it was. Yikes. And then with my bonus action, I'm going to move my lad as far as I can. You can't split moves with those, can you? No, the spell is bound to a certain speed. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, That'll make it Chris's turn. All right. So this will be the one time I don't do this for flavor. Taking the the scattered flames and energy of the battlefield, Chris will look resolutely towards this void chaos mess and begin a heightened, silent shatter. And where would you like to drop it? Wherever I can hit the most things. <laughs> um, if you drop it right here, you can probably hit... I want to make sure you don't hit your allies. Yes. It's 20 feet? Um, or is it 10 feet? 10 feet. So you can... If you're trying to hit the void, you can definitely hit it, or you can hit both of these angels. I'm going to hit the both of those angels because I don't want them to... My patriots to get hit yeah so you drop it just right behind where they're flying just right behind them and, and sorry by heightened i just mean the extra two not the full day ability of the got band. it so because you use shatter and these creatures are half mechanical they have disadvantage yes. but because they're angels they have advantage on the save so it cancels out what and the good news is my highest roll of the two was 15 oh that meets my dc so one takes half sadness but the other one fails all right so let's do 3d8 plus two can you cutting words? No. Okay. Oh, you're not high enough level bard yet. So that's a six and a three. That is 15 total thunder damage. So both angels take a great deal of damage, but one of them breaks into several pieces. You see their telescoping eyes fold in and close as their skull splits open and their body crumbles to debris that empties into the void. Oh, dear. Do you think I'll get in trouble for killing an angel? From who? <laughs> That makes it their turn. And at the very beginning, this angel is going to use one attack at both Artyom and Harothax, who are right in their face. Okay. With their horrible radiant weapon. Red is at Haru. That's a crit. (sighs) Seriously? (sighs) And a 16 at Artyom. No dice. Fucking crits. Yep. He's not having a good day. (laughs) Uh Uh-uh. 16 radiant damage. Okay, that could have been a lot worse. Yes, it could have. <laughs> I was like, is it going to fucking KO me? Whew. You are not wrong. <laughs> uh, you said 16? 16. Okay. Just Harthax drifting into the void for all eternity. Yeah, Har- 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 Harthax is getting close to following that other angel. I'm at 18 hit points left right now. There's the sound of a thud as one of the angels lands on the deck of the ship between Morty and Christ. And he levels his blade against you. All right. That is a miss and a definite hit with a 26. Oh, brutality. Wait. I'd just take it. Yeah, uh, I'm going to see what happens. Yeah, sure. <laughs> We've got some healing spells available mm-hmm. if we need them. Yeah. Okay, uh, so you take six piercing and six radiant. Is the six already halved? That is halved, yes. All right. Thank you for reminding me too, or else I wouldn't have. Thank you. 13. And 
two coming in at the boy. Arvid. And it seems like the more they bleed out this oil and blood, the more tenacious they become. They start mm. to cast aside their divinity for violence. That is a hit and a miss. It's a fucking metal line. <laughs> yeah. Cast aside your divinity for violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, 18 damage. <laughs> you rolled max. I did. <laughs> is that after halving it? Or did any of it get it? Yes, half of it does go away, um, which reduces it by five. So okay. 13 damage. Oh, that's convenient. Hmm. Isn't that nice? Yes. And using its full action, the Void Bound is going to issue out another wave of dark energy bolstering the angels. Okay. The ship is getting ever closer to the deck of the staunch Argosy. You see the looming, burning eyes of Warlord getting closer and closer. Hey, Chris? Yes? I think you might want to use the spell magic on that big ugly thing. I, I knew I should have done that! <laughs> <laughs> Harithax, you are next. Um... As the angel that was in front of me gets, like, disintegrated by Chris's shatter, mm-hmm. are there enough remains of it that I can use my Gift of the Carrion ability on its leftovers? What do you have to do? I have to consume the remains of a creature. Is it? Can I eat its fleshy tapestry skin? <laughs> fleshy tapestry. Roll me a constitution check. All right. I mean, my stomach might be acidic enough. I can eat metal, too, but... Whether you want to, though. Right, yeah, that's true. Eh. Ah, fucking seven. Okay. Well, you succeed in snapping out and grabbing just like this ribbon of flesh, but you have consumed the flesh of an angel and there will be repercussions. Ah. What does that mean? What does that mean? (laughs) I'm stressing out now. What does that mean? I don't think think we're going to find out right away, but... (laughs) Uh, Archim immediately panics the second he swallows, and I just swat him on the nose like he's a dog. <laughs> he just immediately say, what are you doing? Nah. I can make myself stronger. You'll make... Ugh. Ugh. I just shake my finger. <laughs> and how much do you heal? Uh, I regain... Uh, <laughs> let's see. Sorry, that just seemed like a very oh, reaction to somebody oh, eating an angel. Fucking, what a shit-ass roll. Uh, I regain six plus four. I regain 10 hit points, which is shitty on 3d8 plus four. Um, I mean, having 10 extra hit points right now is awesome, but that is a bad roll. I eat it and like I, I swallow as, as RTM slaps me and, and RTM, your hand feels my skin go cold as the radiant energy in your hands just feels like it's just being sucked into a void around me. And I say, I can make myself stronger, RTM. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> and I gain resistance and radiant damage. Ah, very clever. So fresh. Them strats. Didn't know you could do that. That's cool. I just forgot what the class ability Law, Law gets rid of remains in most of our fights, so That's I rarely true. have... It's like, oh, it dies, and then falls in lava. It dies, and it goes sliding down an ice cliff. <laughs> I, I did not expect anyone to try to eat the angels. To be fair, I was deliriously excited that we were going to be in space, and I was going to be able to use my radiant absorption, and right. there's no sun. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it dies, but you guys are in a high-speed chase, and it is immediately 120 feet behind you. <laughs> then again, if I was able to use radiant absorption every single fucking fight, what's the point? Right. Very cool. That brings us to Arvid. Yeah. Guys, guys, guys. Bippity, hey. Bippity boppity barbarian go choppity. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 20. What? That's a 20. What? So you have spoken the forbidden incantation. <laughs> <laughs> it summons forth the 20. Oh, 
So uh, from you, I need 2d10 plus 2d4. Okay. And then don't you get another attack? Yeah. Plus seven. 19 and five is uh, 24. You got it. And then plus seven. Oh, that's it's before the seven. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. Ooh. I got a 10 and a nine. Wow. And a, and a four on one of the d4s. So. Jesus. All and, right. And you get another swing. Something's getting exploded. Now, you can sacrifice your headbutt attack for the turn to make a third axe attack because of your feet, and that would, because on a critical, oh, you yeah, can trigger that. Bonus. So basically, you get a total of three axe attacks this turn. Okay. Giving them the bonus. That's a critical <laughs> failure. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's got to come back somewhere. Wait. Oh. So go ahead and roll me percentages real quick. Is it still a fail- critical failure if you use inspiration? No. Use inspiration. Oh, yeah. Duh. Okay. So let's use the LUQ bracelet inspiration point mm-hmm. and we'll re-roll that. Please do. That's another 20. It's another 20. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, no, it is. I, Are I you can serious? See <laughs> That's oh my, phenomenal. So good. Good God. Really An excellent really. use of the bracelet, Sam. <laughs> it's just flawless. It doesn't get better than that. So you already know the damage you're rolling because you just did it. <laughs> Total of 25. Damn son. Jesus. What's all that now? Uh, we've just passed 50. Holy. Yeah, it was 25 and 30. Yeah, we are at 56 right now. That's insane. Yeah. You're doing more damage than my fireball. That's crazy. <laughs> and you get a third swing. And a third swing. That's not as great. Um, wait, I could do this now, right? Yeah. And yes. there, there's still the... Is yep. It still, the bless. Yeah, okay. You got it all. Six and seven. No. That's your total? Yeah. Is that with your attack bonus? It's, so you it's should have four. bless, inspiration, your normal roll, plus your attack bonus. Yeah. Four. Plus two, plus two. 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 So eight plus your normal attack bonus, which is plus seven, so mm-hmm. 15. Okay. Holy shit. That's a lot of shitty die rolls. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, but I got some good ones before. <laughs> look, look, you had to pay for it somewhere. Yeah. So um, when you call out to the LUQ bracelet, not only do you hear the roar of the crowd, but you once again get that feeling of the acceptance of your family, your renewed honor. And in rare form, Arvid is one with parody. And Arvid is going toe-to-toe in melee with an angel and doing some work. Hmm. That brings us to Artyom Volkov. Excellent. Let's see here. We got the one in front of me. We got the void thing right there. I'm going to go ahead and just pincer attack this fucker. So I'm going to pull in the spiritual weapon on the angel right in front of me. And while it does that, I'm going to hammer it with my thorn spear. Yes. See how it plays. First, the spiritual weapon. Uh, Not great. Uh, Still have bless as well. uh, It's not going to do it, I don't think. Dang. Uh, Let's try it. Seven plus four or seven plus uh, my seven. So 14. You also have my inspiration. Uh, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, get that D6. F1. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. So, 15. That one is unfortunately a mess. Damn. Burned up a bunch of bullshit. Okay. Uh, but my normal attack. Mm-hmm. I need to give myself more space to roll. That is a 13 plus 7. That hits. Okay, cool. And that is a... would have preferred the three um, that's a 10 10 damage all right you bury the thorn spear into the chest of this angel finding one of the rare soft spots on its body and you see thorns start to like spread out through its abdomen excellent uh, one of that is poison by the way one is poison okay they don't resist poison fair enough christ you're next christ will slowly walk up to the fore of the ship 
being ever more resolute the closer he gets, getting a clear view of this void being, and then he unleashes a fourth level silent dispel magic. All right. So fourth level is not enough. You still need to roll, but you can dispel this thing. So what you do is you're going to use a D20 and add your caster level, or no, it's your proficiency plus your charisma modifier, and you want to beat a certain DC. And if you succeed, you dispel it. Okay, no pressure. Mm. Mm. So D20 um, plus seven. No pressure. No pressure. Uh, I assume I'm going to need to use some luck because that was a nine on the die. That would be 16 total. Let's, <sighs> let's burn that luck. You can do it. That is a 14 plus seven, 21. That beats the DC. <gasps> I got really excited when turn one, it sounded like you were going to try to dispel it because that's literally the only way to remove the void mound. <laughs> I'm oh! sorry. I'm sorry for talking you, you out of it. I thought you were going to try to use it on the angels. I mean, I was going to twin cast it. Okay. Yeah. yeah fair enough. <laughs> but you teach this entity the definition of nothingness. You amplify the void that it creates inside of your prism and you consume it completely. There is a loud grinding impact. It's the sound of the dagger scraping against the deck of the Argosy, damaging both, but the dagger most of all, crushing the angel in front of it between the two holes. The mortal dawn is cast out onto the deck of the Argosy, shaken from the impact and the momentum. All things considered, it was a pretty impressive landing based on how fast he was going. You look up to see a group of XU soldiers flooding like corpses riding inside of machines, leaking and snapping with every movement, wailing in rage. Several small flashes of light pepper their ranks as Githyanki warriors appear out of nothingness and begin swinging their spirit blades into the undead ranks. A few voices cry out, Pickens has come! He has brought warriors! Fight now, family! Fight as one! But their voices are soon drowned out as the index finger of Warlord looms overhead and the XCU warriors begin chanting, Chaos! Engine! Chaos! Engine! Chaos! Engine! As the tip of the finger opens, the entire deck tilts with the heavy impact, dropped from high, crushing several XCU and Githyanki, a huge metal tank latched together with bent steel and ship parts, bladed shreds digging into the deck of the ship, Jagged spikes adorned with corpses flailing in bloodlust and black clouds of smoke billowing into the air. The real battle is just getting started. And with a resounding crash impact, the Mortal Dawn have carved their way through Exeo space and onto the deck of the staunch Argosy. Talk about out of the frying pan and into the fire. How <sighs> come whenever you with the word engine after another word it always sounds so much more badass like chaos engineer wizards engineering mojito engine mm, that's my kind of engine and now the team is staring down the barrel of a smoking war machine surrounded by a small army of half-dead mechanical soldiers gonna be a big damn fireworks show combat free-for-all i hope these kids have prepped some healing spells and sharpen their swords wait Mortal Dawn have swords. They've got no Merlot swords. Speaking of half-dead, you sound pretty tired there, pal. You holding up okay? You bet your bippy. I'm an Oryx up here, Kip. 
and despite vicious rumors perpetuated by the interns, I most certainly can still feel my hip. Like the Argosy, my haunches are staunch. The staunchest haunches. Storm, just try the new chair. I promise it's not that bad. Merit, fine. But not because I'm tired. Just to prove my point, that you can't teach an old chair new ass or comfort. Something. Hmm. I mean, the padding's all right, but don't think you can win me over with adequate lumbar support. Well, these armrests. And they splay out. No more pressure on my staunches. See? It's not bad at all, is it? Uh, it's just not the same. I feel like I'm sitting on another man's wife. Yeah, but you didn't try this button right here. <laughs> the old chair couldn't do that, could it? Kip, why didn't you lead with the massage setting? I didn't want to shatter your resolve. You were so resolute. Well, for the time being, the standing protest is tabled. I have some more research to do. On the back end, oh, sweet Sigmas' soul stones. It's like an electric cloud made of friendly fingers. Will the Mortal Dawn crumble under the mechanical wheels of the Chaos Engine and Warlord's ferocious forces? Or will Pickens' plan prove to be powerful enough for victory? I think this scared my hernia. <sighs> we'll be back with the resolution to this action-packed finale on the next episode of the League of Ultimate Questing! Holy shit. Chaos engine, that sounds fun. I mean, right, I just guys? fucking love anything with engine. Like, just it's so easy to make something sound so fucking cool. Mm -hmm. The difference engine. Dumbest sounding words independently. Put them together. Cool as shit. Yep. Oh my god, I'm so excited. The sandwich engine. I, the sandwich. <laughs> I have a soul grinder mini I could have brought, but I would have had to have known this was coming to do that. <laughs> right, right. God damn. Hi, everybody. Let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. Uh, you know me, Sam Frost, Arvid Ulfmund, the uh, the Drew Barb. And then we got uh, these folks. Michael Loving, Harithax, the Warlock. Uh, Alante, playing Chris Grand, the Crystalline Sorcerer and Bard. Zach Barkas, Art Yum, Cleric, Al. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> Took 50-something points of damage that yeah, battle. Jesus, I'm sorry. Um, it's a good uh, thing I'm a durable warlock. I'm also the technical director of Slapdash Studios and sometimes ed editor along with Tori Christensen. Thank you, Tori. <laughs> okay, we're doing something different. All right. Time. Unplanned. Uh, my name is Law, Dungeon Master, uh, inopportune vocalist, <laughs> and uh, creative director of Slapdash Studios. For your information, dear listener, we uh, have episodes live on Mondays and bonus content on Fridays. Check out us on various social medias using uh, LUQ, League of Ultimate Questing, Slapdash, or check out our website at slapdashstudios.com. That's all. Uh, oh, yeah, we wish you luck. <laughs> <laughs>